What's up, guys? Andrew back here again for another episode of the Buy Back Your Life show. We're twitching up the format of the show a little bit just to get a little bit more consistency in what's going on and trying to make things a little bit more fluid week to week. So we're going to be a little bit shorter in terms of episode length, but kind of just range out a little bit different kind of topics that all about still investing personal business, but not so much the interview style that you guys may have been accustomed to in the past. I hope you guys still get some valuable information, which I'm going to try to share from you guys along with a little bit of personality and stories mixed in to kind of lighten the mood and make it a little bit easier to listen to. So if you guys are checking this out for the first time, thank you for being here. If you guys are returning a listener, also thank you so much for sticking with me through the little drought that we had. I do anticipate that will be the last one and it will be the last one moving forward. Today, what I got for you guys is all about the stock market. We're talking about the October kind of season, the seasonal performance of October, and a lot of this stuff you can find online if you go to somewhere like equityclock.com, if you search October seasonality in the market. So for all my stock investors, stock traders out there, listen up. You guys have probably heard about the idea of seasonality in the stock market before. And if you guys have taken my beginner investment course and stock options course, we definitely talk about the seasonality of the stock market and how different different stocks, different sectors perform differently throughout different periods of the year. So just like you have your four seasons and you have different kind of weather patterns, the stock market is like that as well. It doesn't hold to the point of the day truly every single year, but it is a general seasonal trend for companies, for sectors, and these things do play out and happen to play out time after time. So why, why is this important for us? Well, the, the idea being is that if you're a stock investor, a mid-term to short-term trader, not so much a day trader, but I guess it could still apply. But if you understand these cycles, you can better prepare yourself to take advantage of them. And we just went through a whopper of a September. The market got beaten down, kind of jumped back up the last few days here to start October. So September is technically the second most volatile month of the year, October being the most volatile. But there are some positive trends coming towards the end of October that we're going to get into on this episode. And just, again, if we can figure out ways to kind of anticipate these trends or maybe just be more aware of them. It gives us more opportunities to invest at certain times of the year. Never, You can never time the market perfectly. And the, the old saying is that time in the market trumps timing the market, which I believe is so true because you have to be invested in the long haul. In my opinion, that's what, that's what my goal is to invest in long-term to be able to get the best return possible. But if you can save yourself a little bit of the uh, missing out or the, the turmoil of the markets and just miss those kind of high terminal, high volatility periods, you can kind of make it a little bit easier for yourself to get in the market, feel a bit better about it. That's always a win in my books. And I, I like to dig into this stuff because I'm a bit of a, a stats and nerds geek and numbers are my jam. So I dig into this stuff and hopefully you guys get some value out of it. So here we go. We're going into October and basically it's the most volatile month of the year. If you guys have ever seen the movie, The Wolf of Wall Street, at the beginning of the movie, Leo DiCaprio just gets the stockbroker license. He's in the actual building, making money for himself. Matthew McConaughey is there. He's he's a, he's an OG. He's a baller. And then the stock market hits a shitter, and it has it's called Black Black Monday. It was the biggest kind of stock market crash in history, and it wiped a lot of firms or a couple of firms out back. I believe it was in the 70s or 80s. Don't quote me on that, but that's what is shown in the actual film Wolf of Wall Street at the beginning when the markets just tank. So that happened in October. Generally, it's a lot of volatility in October. We have seen that in September now already in this year, and we're, we're trying to hope for a kind of an October bounce in terms of the market overall. But October tends to be the most volatile month statistically out of the 12 months. But there are some opportunities, like I said, in the second half of the month leading up to the final couple of days. And maybe you heard the phrase sell in May and go away. And that's just the idea that people don't like to kind of invest in the stock market. There's less movement in the summertime because people are going on vacation 
Uh, companies have their company annual trips and golf trips. And honestly, a lot of people are on the golf course and doing things other than actually investing or trading in the big Wall Street firms that actually move the markets. They're, they're subject to this as well. A lot of their, their clientele are just not at the desks actively trading. So the adage sell them may and go away. People usually come back after people are settled in September, their kids are back to school. We kind of get back into our kind of fall routine. So October is kind of the time when you kickstart, get back into markets and you're going to see some of these trends, trends emerge to closer to the end of the October when we have kind of our, our things back in order, our routines back in order. And that is why a lot of seasonal strong periods for a lot of different sectors and stocks start at the beginning or the, sorry, start at the end of October and then run through up until Christmas time or into the new year. So we're going through some shit. We're going through some volatile time periods right now, but just know that statistically we're almost, almost getting close to the end of it. We've got more earnings coming up in November, but again, October can be the, the most prone to volatility and to spikes. And we want to just keep an eye on that, keep, keep uh, that in the back of our minds as we go through the month. Now, in terms of sector by sector breakdown, the, the best, the top three sectors, and we're talking right now, we're talking about frequency of outgaining the S&P 500. So from 1990 to 2020, so we're going over the 30 year sample size. These three sectors have done the best in October statistically. And they're at 55% for IT, 55% for consumer staples, and 55, 52% for financials. So what that means is that those three sectors generally outperform the S&P 500, the main index of the entire stock market, 55, 52 to 55% of the time. So more than half of the time, just more than half the time, they're going to do better than the actual S&P 500, which is kind of the benchmark we want to compare ourselves to as investors. If we can't beat the S&P 500 and get what's called like an alpha or a better than that gain, it's just easier to kind of go and buy buy index funds and just put your market, put your money in the market in the form of the S&P. So we always want to try to get ahead and do better than the S&P 500. So those three sectors generally do. In terms of 2020 and 2021, 2020 was super volatile. It was a down year. It actually produced a loss of 2.8%. And in 2021, it was actually a really booming month and had a increase of 7% in 2021, which kind of tailed into our kind of end of the year 2021. Then in early 2022, we had this kind of decline starting in January, then February, and it's kind of been running its course ever since throughout the year. We're trying to bounce back though again in October here. So hopefully we set up ourselves up for a nice bounce Although we do have to take it with a grain of salt because the last couple of years have kind of been influenced a little bit by economic policy. There's some extra cash floating around in the markets a little bit still. So we just have to be wary of that. In terms of actual companies though, and, and kind of nailing down here a little bit more than just sector by sector, we do have, uh, let's get into retail here, retail. So think about retail and think about why retail would be important. And this is, this is how you kind of have to open up your brain in terms of thinking about seasonality in the stock market. So what events... Number one are the kind of things that happen in October. Uh, the fall season kicks in. There's a lot of uh, sales going on for Black, Black Friday. And what happens is there's kind of a late run-up in this period towards those sales at the end of October and into, into November. So the retail sector tends to perform very, very well during this time period. And they have a frequency of like, they're, 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 the retail sector actually has two periods of strength. It's, it's October 28th. To November 29th, that's the kind of the over the over the arch in the Black Friday, the deal area. So October 28th to November 29th, and then January 21st to April 12th is kind of the other kind of period of uh, kind of boost for the retail sector. And over that time, if you compound the returns over the last 30 years, it just kind of averages them together. 
it's an average gain of 13%. So every year, not, not guaranteed, but the average is that 13% increase in the retail sector from October 28th to November 29th and from January 21st to April 12th. So if you understand those pockets, you can start kind of targeting those kind of companies that are in the retail space. And you know that if you want to maybe get in the stock market and purchase, you can actually do so at the end of October. It doesn't have to be actually on the exact date, but just understand like that's the trend. That's what generally happens. And if I go back through the statistics here, out of the last, oh geez, 30 years, we've only got one, two, three periods overall in that October to November and January to April period where the retail sector is actually negatively performing. So in 30 years, there was three that were negative, so which is a 1%, sorry, a 10% uh, time. So 90% of the time it becomes out positively if you invest in real in real, real retail throughout that period. So I'm not saying you have to go dump all your cash into retail, but what I am saying is that there's an opportunity there. And if you were to identify it, you can potentially go ahead and make yourself a little bit of cash or get into a position of strength. If you're one of the options traders like myself and you have actual capital, I don't have capital right now, it's all tied up, but if you have capital, maybe retails a spot you wanna to look to kind of balance out your portfolio during that time period. Let's go into industrial now. Industrial, they have the same kind of period, very similar to uh, the retail, but we're going October 28th to December 31st. And during this period, and also January 23rd to May 5th, so very similar to the retail period, but a little bit extended in, on the back end from January to May instead of April, 11% gains in industrials, positive 88% of the time going back the last 30 years. So why does this occur? Well, the big one for me is that industrials, if I think of the biggest kind of industrial company that I'm familiar with, and this is just from my time in the engineering world, being on site and actually watching construction happen, a lot of times I was on site in my little two-door Honda Civic crammed in there. I'm a big guy at 6'3", 275 these days working on that. But uh, I would be on site watching these guys build roads, build water mains, build sewers. And every single piece of equipment on, on site for a lot of different companies is uh, Caterpillar. So they're one of the biggest industrial companies out there. They manufacture heavy machinery and all the big excavators, loaders, backhoes, bulldozers. All that stuff is they, they make it and they sell it. They provide it. They manufacture it. So... With this period of time, again, right, we're talking end of October to end of December, and we're talking January uh, 23rd to May 5th. Why is this the period of strength for them? Well, because there, there are a lot of housing going on at that time. The housing starts tend to bump up at the end of the year like that and run into the uh, end of the year. And then there's also a break for Christmas from December, usually around Christmas time to the new year. There's a little bit of a, a lull there. People aren't also buying as many houses in January as they are when it gets a little bit warmer into February and March. So there's a little bit of a break there from December to January, and then it picks back up into, into April and May. And when do all the houses go on the market? Well, they go in in the, in the spring and summer. So your April, May, June, that's when everything kind of picks up for the housing market in terms of sales, which means as the builders using these Caterpillar machines, they would have to have all this in, uh, all this homes being built already in the market so that they're available to purchase come the spring. So that's why they're making their kind of their move. There's a lot of money and there's a lot of uh, infrastructure being built in that time period, which then reflects greatly on the actual stock price. And there's a run up potentially in uh, in profit. You can see that reflected in the earnings report for some of these companies that are also like a Caterpillar, but that's kind of the idea behind CAT and what it does well. And again, 11% of the time, 
or 88% of the time, there's an 11% gain, which means that 12% of the time, it's going to go less than 11%. But that's the frequency of it beating the S&P 500, and it outgains it at a, at a great rate. So if you can then, again, use that to your advantage, you can kind of position yourself to make trades or to make investments at those periods of time of strength and stability instead of times where it may be a little bit more prone to weakness uh, throughout the summer months, in this case, in the industrial section. And you can go from there and make your trades based on that. So that is kind of the idea of this kind of episode. I'm going to do one of these every single month at the start of the month to give you kind of a highlight of what to invest in and potentially be on the watch. We're not what to invest in, but what to be on the radar for, what to keep in the back of your mind and to give you an idea of the kind of statistics around the month, what's happening in the month, any big kind of economic developments going on. And again, as we move through October, hopefully the volatility will die down a little bit and head us into the November season, which generally is a kickoff of a nice out of earnings and things will kind of peak back up and the year we will see and remain to see what happens in the markets. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. A little bit of a new format. If you guys want to leave a comment, uh, leave a review of the show, that would be sweet. If you guys are getting some value, let me know. You can always hit me up at andrew at tradingoptionsdaily.com if you have some questions or reach out via social media to connect with me. I'd love to hear from anybody on anything investing related. Uh, I do this because I love it. I do this because I feel like everyone has the right to deserve to know how to invest their money, protect themselves in our current financial system. So if any of that hits home with you, you want to send me a message, I'd be more than happy to chat, shoot the shit a little bit with you and just kind of see where you're at. And if I can help in any way, I definitely will. But that's it for today. Hope you enjoyed the episode and I will catch you on the next one.